Get up, get off, and get out. He told the judge he had a big old donkey dick and a fondness for white boys with big butts. I fucked a girl in college who yawned. I didn't go around bragging to my buddies about it. I prefer syrup. Did I say you're idiots? Uh, Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Thank you very much for joining the show. Episode 126. I am, of course, your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, as always, I let you know the ways you can get a hold of us. We have, I got an email this week that is the kind of email that I like to get on this show. So when we get to the email later, um, you can see what I want out of you. Uh, the email address is mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Been quiet on the voicemail lately. It's a higher degree of difficulty. It's a little more work. You have to be a little more charismatic and interesting and brief. But you can try that. 949-464-TBLS. As always, I ask you to like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. If you followed our Facebook page, you would have been an early... You would have had early awareness of the Iranian Hulk that's making his way around the internet right now. He's very disturbing, and we had him on our Facebook page very early. So pay attention to what we do there. We talk about stuff there that we don't necessarily talk about on the show. And as always, I implore you to go to iTunes. Even if you don't necessarily subscribe, you can rate and review the show, which is good for us. Our show is growing by leaps and bounds, taking over the nation, but it always helps to get a few more likes there on iTunes. Joining me now, as always, our very own Baller Lifestyle co-host, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. I've Two quick things. One, uh, yes. there's been way, way too much discussion about the Brexit. The only thing that I just love about it is the story that the top Google search out of England the next morning was, what is the EU? Yeah, that's great. It's just that's amazing. Really, it's the, it's we, really good. If there's any question of whether the dumbs have taken over, that's it right there. That's all it's, you need. Yeah. It's well the the Trumpization isn't just here. It's yeah. it's everywhere. It's the the dumbs. It, we've really reached idiocracy. And they're so proud of themselves. The real like dumbs love being influential. Yeah, they really do. But uh but what I really want to get into is what we do best, shaming. Let's and shame some people. Let's shame some people. Uh well, oftentimes we shame and then we're accused of not shaming forcefully enough yeah so let's really that's let's, true let's, let's give the requisite amount of shame here uh this probably affects people like myself a little more i'm not in a driving culture i'm in a lot of a sidewalk walking culture uh-huh yeah and it's this is not something that's new but it's something i just kind of noticed the other day and then i noticed it's constant is spitting these people who fucking oh. spit everywhere they're not in a uh, dugout yeah, yeah. People just spit all yeah. the time. They're yeah. fucking assholes. And like, it's, it, there's no, it's not like everyone's got tobacco in their mouths. Just people just spit. Like, what is that? 
like part of their thing, and then then they just leave like a glob of spit on the sidewalk. If you're behind them, disgusting. then you see it, and they're animals. Disgusting. They're, they're disgusting people spreading their shitty diseases. Uh, yes, and uh, it, it brings back several years ago when I went to China. That's that's where you know you, that it's a different breed because old ladies are spitting on the sidewalks there. Everyone spits there. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, I've never been to China, but I've watched Tony Bourdain go there before, and it is a little—it's a little jarring the type of behavior, the type of public behavior they do there. I have been to Taiwan. They, do they spit there? Um, they don't spit. But a guy, when I was in Taiwan, I was like flying back from Asia, and I had like a long layover, and so I did that. I did well first of all airport wi-fi let's not get too off topic here airport wi-fi never works never works properly it always they always like we got wi-fi but you oh. know what it also does yeah give you like this little moment of optimism yes. even though i've been burned like 25 times yes. by it you're like I'm this like, time oh, it's gonna- oh yeah nope so the nope the wi-fi wasn't working so i went and shelled out 35 bucks so i could kick it in the business center and like wash my face and get some of that free food and drinks that they yeah. got in there right and and so I went in there, and then the food was just like some gross soup, like gruel. It was actual gruel. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm in Taiwan, right? Scum. And I see, I look over, and some guy's like sitting there with his family. And he he's finished the soup, the gruel. And he takes out like a, this this um, chrome, it's a stainless steel. It looks like a traveler, travel mug, the kind you'd put your coffee in before you get, get on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but he, he opens it up. And then he's got like, it's got something in it. Like there's a, there's a cup. It like comes apart in two pieces and one side has like a strainer on it and he he begins to sip from it and then like, um, like gargle it like all around his teeth and then spit it into the other side through like strain, like there, he lost oh, something in there, no. like like a, like a metal detector. He was like sifting. That's the word I'm looking for. He was, and he would he would take a take a sip and then gargle it around and then into the other part of the cup. Does he do a wine tasting? I, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm looking around like I, I don't know what what is meant to be gained from this. But why can't you do it in the bathroom? What is this some sort of hygienic ritual that I've never seen? Is this? I didn't know what was going on. Spitting is disgusting. You know how they say, oh, it's cultural. Like, no, no, no. no. That's just, that's no. a straight up disgusting thing. Bodily fluids should not just be passed around to, to society. And I, as a, as a kid, like I remember playing baseball, little league and stuff. And dudes would like try to emulate the pros and they'd, re- they'd be hawking loogies everywhere. And I was always a terrible spitter. Like I could never get all the spit to just fly yeah. out in one big chunk. It would always yeah. just sort of that was mist it. Some away. People, some people some people could just, spit yes. and it was like clumps of spit yeah, and mine would just be like spraying. Yeah. And it's not like a loogie. It's not like they, they've got mucus in there. It's just regular spit, but they're able to contain it in one ball that they can just like kind of shoot out from under their tongue. That was fucking bullshit. Shit. I don't. I didn't like being shamed for my whole childhood for being bad at spitting, and right. now now that we realize spitting is fucking disgusting, it's it's enough already. No spitting, spitting on the street. Right. It, should, it should be like Singapore. Spit, you spit on the street, you get laughed. That's right. You get caned. Yeah, you get a, you, you you get a cane to the. And I'll say the same for gum chewers. Like if you if you need to chew your gum, go ahead. I 
Hey, I don't chew gum. I'm not in. I'm not in the gum game. I don't. It makes my jaw sore. It makes my stomach hurt. I've never I'm, seen the point. I'm not a real. I haven't chewed gum in a long time, but I'm not opposed with people of people sure. taking yes. care of their breath. Yeah, whatever. However, if, they if, need to do it. Need, whatever. If you need to chew your gum, go ahead. Or you're but doing it to to kick a cigarette habit. Fine. Yeah, whatever yes. you got to do. Let's be discreet about it. Let's let's uh-huh. chew with our mouth closed and then get rid of the gum in an appropriate and private fashion. That's all I'm saying. I was where I went to a, went to see a band the other night, and I was kind of like on the rail. It was like a tiered situation where everyone was standing up, Got it. and I and I leaned. I had my drink in one hand, and I leaned over with, and my fingers sort of curled around the rail. And, oh and no! I, you know the feeling. You know exactly what you're touching. My, oh. my fingers touched some somebody's hepatitis A gum that they had just stuck under the rail, like like animals. Yes, like we're in a fucking prison camp or something. Like you throw it in the trash. <laughs> right. Unless you're MacGyver and you and the, you need the gum it. Just, right. Wait. If you need it to create something, fine. But otherwise, sure. put that thing in a goddamn garbage yeah, can. Yeah. And I'm not. And don't stick it to your cup or hold it in your hand. You don't throw it on the ground. You go wrap it up in something and get fucking rid of it and do it discreetly. Like I like like it's a condom, like it's a tampon. Like get rid of it in the with the appropriate level of humility. Exactly. Yeah, shame on spitters, Ed. Fuck spitters. That's a great shaming. That's you know, cuz a lot of times it's the really like simple things in life that we all just let go. Yeah, and I'm taking a stand. No more. Except I'm not going to do a goddamn thing about it because most of the people I wouldn't want to fight. When That's, I true. Spin it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, because who knows what they're capable of. Uh, Ed, you know how you feel about Lance Armstrong? Yeah. I feel that way about Johnny Manziel. As do I. It's just and he came. It, he came yes. up in the news this week. Yeah, and I don't care to focus on his legal issues yeah. or his his uh, playing career because it's over. It's over. But clearly, the guy needs substance abuse help, which Big he's time. not getting. Yeah, and he needs legal help because he's had several scrapes, and that's what he thought he was getting last week. And on he's, Thursday, he's like he slapped in, around his girlfriend or something, and now yes, he's in trouble. At end, he at like it, within the same week, there was a hit and run thing right, going on. Right. So anyway, Thursday he was in court facing a domestic violence charge uh, in Dallas. He also had this the hit and run, and uh, an Associated Press reporter reached out to his attorney Robert Hinton about a potential plea deal. And Hinton used a a, a very legally savvy approach with the with the response. And responded, heaven help us if one of the conditions is to pee in a bottle. Now, the press, the AP, <laughs> obviously reported it. Manziel's lawyer uh, was unaware that it was sent to the AP and not a fellow lawyer. So, Brian, I just have one question. Yeah. Who looks worse here? Johnny Football for being so out of control? Or his lawyer who, uh, who ch- charged, him, uh, charged Manziel a ton of money? And managed to add to the erosion of his client's reputation. Uh, well, the lawyer, obviously, and I, and but Johnny Manziel is going to get paid here. Like he's this is malpractice. He's been this he's is, this he's, is ultimate. Like he 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 could say he ruined uh, my opinion in the NFL's mind. Yes, he's he's I, damaged like he his could. reputation, and he's he was paid to be a lawyer, 
and he didn't act as one. This is this is like you go into the hospital and you and you're supposed to have your gallbladder removed, and you come out of surgery and they've, they've taken your spleen, right? Like this, that's or when you have to, when the people now have to write in magic marker, take this arm, not this arm. Yeah, when yes, exactly. Yes, they mark the arm. Are you sure this is the arm? Yes, this is the one. They still make mistakes. You know what happens a lot of times? And this is, your boy Ben Carson was guilty of this. They'll, <laughs> they'll leave a sponge in you. They'll leave a, they'll leave a rag. Oh, that's right. Or it, Ben it, Carson, when you just bring up his name, it, the, my mind at warp speed goes right to that Jesus portrait with the right. gay Jesus in the that's bathrobe right. with yeah. his arm wrapped around yeah. him. Like, I can't not laugh thinking about ben, that picture. Ben Carson hung out with Jesus. Ben Carson similar rem- reminded reminds me of the O.J. Simpson doc, where you go into his house, and it's all pictures of O.J. Simpson, sim- <laughs> and he's, he's a maniac. He's a narcissist. You go into Ben Carson's house, it's all pictures of himself, including a portrait of himself with Jesus, much like... Alex Rodriguez, another narcissist who's got who's rumored to have not one but two paintings, oil paintings of himself painted as a mythical centaur. <laughs> I mean, these guys are these guys are made. Yeah, Ben Carson once left a sponge inside somebody. Also malpractice. I, and he got famous for separating uh, co-joined twins that was what put him on the map that was his thing well that no easy task that's for sure so they 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 taught i remember reading a long washington post story about that how it happened and the and the fallout and everything and and he he lucked into it i mean he he did an amazing job and i think that was the point where he stopped being awake Oh, right. Yeah, he just went to sleep after that. He went to sleep for the rest of time yeah. after that. He just rested on his laurels. He's like, hey, left no. Sponges, left sponges and people. He did, he did everything wrong from that point on. Well, hopefully the, the guys that just did that um, dick transplant, they don't rest on their laurels because we need That's to right. really – They're on to something. This is, this is the, like the most important surgery we have right now. We need to really get this thing perfected straight away so we can start dick transplanting like left and right. I need I need dick I need dick transplants to be elective by the time I leave this planet. I don't want to die in a world that doesn't have elective dick transplants. Right, I am already thoroughly exhausted with the dick I have. Yes. I'm ready I'm ready for something more substantial. I'm ready I'm ready for a new one myself. <laughs> um oh Johnny Manziel. This guy he I really re, he was really fun to watch when he was in college and that's it's over. You know, like, so was Jamel Holloway. So was, who was that guy? Played for Nebraska. Oh, uh, Tommy Frazier. Tommy Frazier. Was that guy one Prob- of the most? Prob- prob- probably the best option quarterback of all time. Yeah, like, they just put the, co- no one even runs the option anymore unless unless you're a service academy. Like, that was right. that was the shit. He was pretty much the last guy to run it really, really effectively, like, at a national championship level. That was awesome to watch. But, he, hey, he wasn't a pro player. And guess what? Johnny Manziel, not either. And not only this guy's life is going badly. He's getting in car accidents. He's smacking around his girlfriend, and he's on he's on trial. He's got legal trouble, and he's got to be in Dallas. Like that's all. All of the worst things are happening to this guy. So hopefully he gets it sorted out. But like you said, he's going to get paid more from this than the NFL is going to give that's, him that's any more true. in his life. That's probably true. And he's a child of privilege. <laughs> like he's his parents right. are in the oil business or something. His grandpa, um, Ed. Speaking of some of the worst people, we all know the worst people in the world are from Dallas. 
what is going on? It's and another freak. Like this guy's fun to watch. Des, Great player, Des Bryant. What's going on with that guy? Well, let's let's start with what are some guidelines as a renter in a residence? What what are some general guidelines you try to follow? Um, well, you don't want to try. You want to try not to put too many holes in the walls. I, which That's is right. which is such a stupid thing. Like you got to hang some pictures. You can't just live without pictures. I'm, right, I, but but you can put holes in the wall. You can, right? you I can, mean, yeah, you can put holes in the wall. But it's just one. You know, you want to leave things as close to how you found them. Yeah, well, as in, possible. Uh, in Texas, they might have to for their lease agreements. They might have to add a couple more specifics. Oh yeah, like uh, well, well, like to take care of the carpet, like no, like a pet deposit stuff like that. Um, more like feces and trash should not be left behind. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So after, after Des moved out of the 6,400 square foot home of Texas state Senator Royce West, West found more than $60,000 worth of damage. Namely, the former Oklahoma state cowboy left the home littered with trash and feces, missing blinds and shutters with cracked windows and blackened carpeting. Wow. A lawsuit lawsuit seeking between a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars was filed. Now Bryant is denying all claims. Bryant, who is the biggest shithead in this scenario? A, a uh, filthy rich professional athlete that treats multi million dollar homes like bus terminals, or a state senator that used his state influence to get assigned legal counsel for his home county and charged them over a million dollars each for doing so. Oh, wow. I just Googled that guy's name, yeah, and that's what popped up. I was like, oh, okay, so he's an asshole, too. He's dirty. You think national politicians are dirty. Like, the NRA can buy guys' votes for, like, six grand, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, but, yeah. when you look at those things, it's, yeah. it's tiny amounts like, to like, sell yeah, your soul. Like, I gave you $7,500 to get elected in 1998. I you belong you. to me now. Yeah, you can't do anything except what I tell you to because I gave you six grand. But local Lo- Local, that's where the money is. Like, if you want to be dirty, you need to be dirty locally. That's where you get a lot of these no-bid construction contracts. You steer everything to your brother's security firm and get kickbacks. Like, that's where the real dirty money is made is local politics. I got to ask you this. This Des Bryant. Didn't he just get a new deal before last season? What? Yeah. Why is the guy renting? Buy a house. That's true. Real estate. That's true. It's an if investment. You're established at this point. Even if his career flames out, he's got enough guaranteed money. Yeah. He, he can own that house. Buy a house. I mean, 6,400 square feet. That's a pretty nice spread. I know it's in Dallas, but still, like. Slightly more square it. feet than I have in my apartment. Yes. It's. it's it seems livable. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, if you if you get rid of a few of your belongings, you could probably make it work in only 6,400 square feet. I don't know. You probably have a If lot I were of to move there, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this 4,000 extra square foot? Or, no, more than 4,000. It's <laughs> 5,000. It's like square. when Bruce Wayne is having um, dinner with, with um, Kim Basinger and, she, and they're like, 75 miles away that's from right. each other at the table. That's how I would want it. I would want a huge table and sit at opposite ends at all times. I'd be like, I've never, never even been in this room. Yeah. Um, and what, what's the deal? Was it, it was like animal feces. Like what, who's letting their dog shit everywhere? Like what's going on? You, you can, I don't, mean, you still have to live there. Right. So you wouldn't, I mean, who wants the, the shit to be there? No, yeah. No one. I don't understand. And didn't it's he have one thing. If you're like, Oh, party's got out of control. It's like, 
but you still have to live in a home where shit is there. And didn't isn't Des Bryant one of these exotic pets guys? I think oh, I think I remember right. reading something where he had a monkey or he wanted a monkey or something. There was a there was a a monkey as a pet story with Des Bryant a couple years ago. Could it be that he's got like a bunch of spider monkeys, like maybe some lizards of some sort? Like it could be all sorts of, it could be like a small zoo in there. Uh, I'm just thinking, considering Roger Goodell just really hands out penalties willy nilly, uh, as a fan of a rival of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. I, I hope this gives him like a you know, half year suspension or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, in Roger Goodell's mind, why not? Yeah. Right. It's, oh, you want to file appeal? Oh, uh, yeah. Let me find the appeals guy. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm the guy. Yes. Well, He's like in those movies where like, hey, I got to speak to the sheriff. And they're like, I'm the sheriff. The the NFL, let's not forget that this was collective. This was a collectively bargained power where Roger Goodell's like, all right, we'll give you 51% of the revenue, but I get to make all the decisions on discipline. And they're like, <laughs> cool, we're in. Cool. Yeah, and the people who are doing the negotiating are also players or ex-players. So everyone who's had their bell rung like 2,400 yes. times in their career. And, and all, all they do is fuck the rookies so they can keep more. And yet they, they have the league that makes the most revenue by far. It's the richest league with the, the least guaranteed money and the lowest right. average salary. Right. Like, like I, uh, my, my, my special lady... Kate, yeah. Kate Fancy Sauce, she watches the show, and it's I would not recommend it to anyone. It's called Wags, and it's the well, I've heard about you, it. Yeah, it's wives and girlfriends, right? And so it's like all these, it's like all these chicks. It's like, um, is it reality or, or, it's reality. or fictional no, version? It's, well, it's it's like a fi- it's real it's real people. No, but I'm think. saying these are real wives and yeah, girlfriends. Yes, or actors yeah. Playing? So like one is like it's mostly Chargers. So one is Antonio Gates wife like Anto- uh, what what kind of size woman is that because he's a big man you know what she's not in the first season it was hard to tell because she was pregnant so she looked a little thicker but in this in this the second season's just started in case anybody want to find out the second season she's not pregnant anymore and she's quite slender i wouldn't say she's not especially beautiful but i'm just saying taking that man yeah that's a big, that's man. A big dude that's a big dude and so she but the thing is like Antonio Gates, Hall of Famer. The, yeah, uh, sure. The other chicks are like Larry English's girlfriend. <laughs> One guy that's like a kick returner, I think, on Philly. Uh, another guy's Sproles. Another guy's a cornerback that was kind of good. He used to be on. I think he used to be on the Redskins, or he might currently be on the Redskins. But the point is, is these are like mid-tier guys, and or even lower-tier guys, like guys that are out of the league, and. These chicks walk around, they're like driving Ferraris and, and Jaguars, and they're like living it up, and they're going on vacation. And I'm like, your, your man does not make baseball money. And you know how they say, well, this could end tomorrow? Like literally in football, it could end tomorrow. Like they could just say, okay, you're cut, and no more money is coming. Yeah, like a couple of these guys have been cut already. And it's like they they don't even realize that they're not they, – they've – their whole thing is that I've got an athlete. Like I date athletes. I got an athlete. Well, you you picked the wrong, wrong league. Sport. Yeah, you got yeah baseball. Like, I, I I just I was just reading Steven Strasburg. He just went on the DL right after that huge deal he signed. Right, 
And people are like, oh, well, what's going to happen? It's like, well, Strasburg doesn't have to care because he's yeah. got $175 million already in the bank. Yeah. They cannot take it away. Right. From him. Like, Justin Verlander sucks now. Well, that's because right. they, he's just fucking Kate Upton. That's right. What he does they they paid him. They overpaid him for his good years, and now they got to eat all of his bad years. That's how it works in baseball. And the NFLPA yeah. can't seem to work that out. They can't seem to get those kind of deals done. <laughs> Sometimes when I see someone dressed a little bit nicer than usual, I do that thing where I'm like, hey, Bill, you just come from court? It's basically the best joke ever and a guaranteed laugh every time. Sometimes I'll do it too. Hey, you just been at a funeral? It's another just solid winner every time. But there's an idea behind that joke. (laughs) And that idea, Ed, is that court is one of the places you want to be on your best behavior. There's a reason you dress up because your fate oftentimes is held in the balance or your wallet or your livelihood. Many reasons. It's a place of respect. Show respect for the institution. Right. It's the, the rule of law. It is a government institution. And you want to be respectful. Well, Ed, apparently this logic is lost on one Denver Allen who when is that being, the guy who played the uh, Uncle Jesse? Might have been. Might have to look that up. Denver Pyle. Sorry, sorry. Denver. Denver Pyle. Pyle. Okay. Close enough. Ed, uh, this logic was lost on him when he, he was being sentenced. He chose a different tact than that of respect for the rule of law. Do you do a lot of bowing instead? Like. You know, Close. Maybe different yeah, much, type of sign like of respect. You would probably do in in the Far East in Japan. Yeah, hey. yeah exactly. But a little bit different. Okay. Allen, accused of committing a deadly jailhouse beatdown last year, appeared in court on Friday seeking to represent himself, claiming his public defender said he would only do a good job if he was allowed to give or- Allen oral sex. Whoa, that's a very that's. Enticing seems like a just what could go wrong. Odd request. <laughs> Judge Durham advised him against it, and things quickly went downhill from there. Here's the transcript. Here's Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen speaking <laughs> to the judge. Go fuck yourself. I'm through here, and y'all done. The court. Uh, I, I I'm fine. I'm finding you in contempt of court, Mr. Allen. I don't care. The court. <laughs> I know you don't, and I sentence you to 20 days for that. And if you say anything else, I'm going to add 20 days for everything you say. Fuck you. 40 days. Fuck you again. 60. I feel like this is the Breakfast Club. There, is yeah, this, that's is right. This is script from the breast, Breakfast Club? He was, he was, in, uh, he was inspired by, uh, what's his name? John Judd, Bender. Uh, Bender. Was, Bender, that's yeah. right. 60. Go fuck yourself. A year. Your mama. Wow. Wow. Your mama. Your mama. That's, that's not used enough, by the way. We need to do more your mommying to each other. Ten years. Suck my dick. You know something? This is going to be an interesting trial. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You're going to be here on, let me tell you how this is going to work. You're going to be, you ain't going to tell me shit. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Suck my dick. Shut up. Listen to me. Suck my dick, you fuck man. <laughs> 
<laughs> it goes on from there. There's a lot of go fuck yourselves, suck my dicks, all of these things. Ed, multiple choice question for you. What is the number one occupation for people named after geographic locations? Is it A, jailhouse murderer, or two, frat house rapist? <laughs> Think about it. Austin, Dallas, Dakota, uh, Cherokee, Tampa. And I, I still have my questions about Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, I don't. I don't know a, a picture, but I'm guessing, uh, Mr. Allen, Denver. You got a name like Denver? He's probably got a giant bushy beard. That's my guess. I would think so. He. I think he did. He also told. Uh, I can't find it. He also told the. Oh, he told the. Oh, judge, he's got a big bushy beard. Yeah. He and, told, and a bit of a cross eye thing going. He t- he told he told the judge he had a big old donkey dick and a fondness for white boys with big butts. Wow, he looks he looks very scary, very unhinged. He's got the thinning up top, so he's overcompensating by having a giant bushy beard below. Yes, yes. And his yes. middle name his name is Denver Fentoa Allen. Whoa, <laughs> Fentoa. Is that native? Native American? He just looks, I mean, he looks very, what, what state was this? Oh, uh, good, good. I mean, it's got to be the South, right? Floyd County. Floyd County. Yeah, it's got to be the South. Oh, Georgia. He, George. He looks, he looks very Georgian, angry white dude, kind of. He's, yeah. yeah. Denver uh, Fentoa Allen. I will give him this. Fuck man, this might be my new. I'm like dying to call somebody a fuck man. And I would have respected the hell out of the judge if, when he's he's you know upping the contempt of court, and then when he calls him fuck man, the judge is like you know what let's let's start at square one. That was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's just move on from that because he called me fuck man. I kind of I kind of want to like if I'm that judge, I want to petition oh. to get my license plate be fuck man. Like I want everything to be fuck man after that. Totally. Yeah. Fuck. Like I would do that thing where I'd lick my finger and then like make a little make yeah, like, like a little fake tally mark on the chalkboard. Yeah. Like you got me there, bud. You yeah. got me on that one. <laughs> fuck man. Fuck man. All right, donkey dick. You got me. <laughs> Ed. Yeah, you you're never one to shy away from some ass play. <laughs> tell tell me, just be honest. What are some of your favorite features on your go to butt plug? Uh, I like it smooth. Yeah, of course, yes, yes. I like I like I like a good ridge. I like a. <laughs> uh, I you know I'm I'm fond of of uh, softer colors. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, that's very important. Pastels. Mm. Well, Ed, there's a company called B-Vibe, and they've got your back because they have set their sights on becoming the Apple, as in mm. Apple computers, of anal sex toys. <laughs> Founded by sex educator Alicia Sinclair, B-Vibe's a new sex toy company Company offering an innovative take on anal pleasure. I didn't know there was there there were any more steps to go. Also, sex educator is one of those things where you just call yourself that and you're that. Yeah, like you know, like professional professional trollop. 
Yeah, like like I'm a sex doctor. Right. You just make that up. You just you just named yourself that. <laughs> They're betting on a, that a combination of high quality toys and anal education will put them in the position to be the apple of butt sex. If they're able to ride the recent wave of anal excitement to make butt plugs as common as vibrators, they'll be doing a great service to anyone considering to take it in the booty. <laughs> Add their first product, it's called the rimming plug, is definitely a sign that they're thinking differently. This thing uses a rotated, rotating bead mechanism made famous by the rabbit pearl, the rimming plug plug mimics the sphincter stimulation that makes ass-eating so enjoyable. For mm. who? I mean, who? What? Hey, are they saying... Who's, who's enjoying this part? Always drove me crazy with that, that um, scared or that locked up, scared straight or whatever it was, that one that Chris Rock quotes sure. from... Yeah, the uh, and, and, Toss and My he Salad. Toss, he talks about Toss Salad Man. And Toss Salad Man is like... Having your salad toss means getting your asshole eaten out with jelly syrup or, syrup or jelly. I prefer syrup. Now, why does the guy who's getting his ass eaten out get to decide what his preference is on the flavor? Like, shouldn't the eater right. be the one that – is that what he's saying? I always thought he was saying he likes to have some syrup in his ass when his celly goes down there and does, some, does some, a rim job on him. Tosses his salad. If I were put in that unfortunate situation, yeah, I think I'd prefer. I think jelly would get really yeah. disgusting down there. Well, it would, but it would have more staying power. I feel like you could lap that syrup right out of there in two seconds. Like just two good <laughs> passes with your tongue through your celly's <laughs> asshole, and then all of a sudden, no more syrup. Yeah, and just ass. Point. Then you're good just point. then you're just in some ass. Yeah. <clears throat> well. Though it's definitely not for beginners, the bead component, Ed, which is only available in one size, pretty much prevents that. It's a unique take on anal stimulation that's above and beyond what most toy companies are offering. Ed, if this company, B-Vibe, is the apple of butt plugs, can we assume that the Windows version will crash just as you're about to insert it? And assuming you are able to sort of get it to function, does your anus immediately become infected with myriad STDs. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, we got this from the AIDS vial factory. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, are bad. Uh, I promise the next version will be, they will, we'll fix this. No, you, you were thinking that you were getting the iPhone of butt pl- plugs. We only have the Android version. See, the camera's right in the middle instead of in the corner. Sorry. <laughs> I love when when the ads when they're trying these other and not I mean Android at least has a modicum of success. There are some of these uh, smartphones that are way down the list, and they have these commercials where they're they're trying to differentiate themselves, but they're trying really bad. Like one of them, yeah. it's a good feature that I'd like for my phone, but they're like, you know, this phone might not be able to do a quarter of the things you want it to do, but you can beat the hell out of it and it won't break. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like one of them, their whole, their whole feature for the Waterproof. phone is you can, you can just kick the shit out of it. Hey, you can just take a bath with this thing. 
<laughs> they don't talk about one feature yeah. of the phone. They're just talking about how you can beat the shit out of it. That is that is a great. Yeah, you could drop it in the toilet, like no problem. Yeah. Great, yeah, great. I can't wait to have shit on. My like, phone. like we're all working on construction sites. Like we're all we're all framing apartments in Phoenix. You know, right? Just like like the old uh, crazy glue ad where the construction worker glues his ha- hat to Love the bottom one. of a beam. It's like, well, why the fuck would I want to do that? I really like that one, and and it always sort of drove me crazy that he's just holding on with yeah, his fingertips. He's not strapped in. Yeah, like it would be just, better if you crazy glued a beam that would fall on his head. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that right. Would be and it's like, like you know what? Thank God this crazy glue is working. Otherwise, it's just a, an idiot holding on to his hat. Yeah, because he's like, what if he? What if the hat stays connected to the steel girder? Your but, fingers are going to get tired. Yeah, what if the whole steel girder and the dude falls? Yeah, they're still connected, but he's got a, he's yeah. got a steel girder where his head used to be. Some of the worst advertising yeah. in the seventies. Pretty, pretty terrible. Joining us now, it is time for Fancy Pop, everyone's favorite segment of the program, where we talk pop culture, gossip, everything that's going on in the celebrity realm. Occasionally, Johnny Depp joins us. Everything is brought to us by our very own pop culture correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce, who joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Kate. Hey, I'm good. Hey, What's up, guys? Real quick, before we get into the pop culture, a couple uh-huh. emails to read. Here's the first one. Ballers. Am I the only fan writing about the end of your last episode? After the two classy gentlemen discussed breastfeeding, the sultry-voiced pop culture vixen broke in with a loud, quote, You are idiots! <laughs> Woof! Was she stressed about the Brexit or what? <laughs> Ask her if she'd support the exposure of the second non-milking breast during a breastfeed. That's from Andy in Denver. Did I say you're idiots? I so you, 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 you I came, remember. You came in. Who was I talking to? Guns blazing on that yes. one. Well, because you, you, I think you thought that we were anti-breastfeeding, which we're not. I felt like somebody was anti-breastfeeding. No, we're not anti-breastfeeding. Not you and guys. I would definitely support getting the other one out. Like if, you, if you're breastfeeding with one, just bring that other one right out there. It's no big deal. I, just have it I don't. I, I am, don't. I find... am exa- upset about Brexit. You're not. AKA Brexit. FY, Andy in Denver. She's not. I'm Australian. British. But you know what? I'm uh, happy what about Brexit. I'm about to spend a month in London, and I oh, yeah. my dollar just got a whole lot stronger. So I'm, yeah, I think you're so stuck. I think I just saw something that said the pound is supposed to be come down to a dollar five. Yeah, it's it's like was, at a dollar. I was hanging with my something. yeah. I was hanging with my UK babe Elaine Tan today. Oh and yeah, dropping names. She was um, she's a little bummed out because her her um, pound. Yeah. Her purchasing yes. power went down. Her pound yes. is down. The uh, pound has been kicking our ass for too long. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys aren't idiots. I don't remember but, saying but that. But one the thing I, just, like, I will say about uh, about one last point about the the breastfeeding thing. Mm-hmm. I think you know we talked about discretion, but I I I was thinking about it this week, and the thing I would equate it to is sort of like changing a diaper or talking on your cell phone in in the middle of a crowd. It's like. Just use discretion. It doesn't have to be like a militant yeah. in your face operation. I agree. I agree with that. Right? Absolutely. Just like if somebody's on a cell phone like at a baseball game, the asshole who's shouting Step away. into the cell phone, like, you know what? Just keep it down. Yeah. I get it. I understand. I disagree. Only because I feel like 
you're not bothering anybody. And if yeah. someone's bothered, that's their problem because you're not right. talking loud. Right. You're not doing anything. You're just feeding. But your baby. you guys are. Are you bothering about. anyone with your changing a diaper? But would you change yes. a diaper you got- right in the middle of a crowd? You guys are talking about two different scenarios. There's the. I you, don't think those You are can very easily breastfeed, and no one would notice. And yeah. and yeah. if someone did notice, it would be no big deal. I just whereas like it, some people can make a big production. It of needs something, to become more of a norm annoying. and less something that we even talk about. That's just what I think. I say, get them out. Get them. Out. Yeah, I don't get it them out. It shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't, whole, it shouldn't be a big put deal. Put that whole nipple out there, the whole breast, natural breast. Yeah. Get it right out there. Yeah. Just I'm like, I'm let, anti let anything feed. that like, is kind of. Get twins. Get the twins out and patriarchy then feed the twins. Based. So. Feed the twins with those twins. I don't I don't think my, my wife was ashamed of anything, but she, she used know. her little cape when she was breastfeeding in public. Yeah. I've seen people do that on yeah, planes that, and stuff. Yeah, but that has more to do with you not wanting... I mean, some people are more modest. Yeah. Right? And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Do it how you want to do it. Eh, people are a little too proud of themselves, though. I'm okay with people being proud of themselves. I am too, like, Be proud. You're breastfeeding. Be proud of those big titties. Get those I don't, t- I don't titties feel out. like... Okay, there might be some people that are breastfeeding and showing off at the same time. Maybe. Yes. If it's possible. Yes. Right? Mm hmm. So just don't give them any mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. You know? I mean, right. I'll give them some attention. What was the question, though? Hold on. Was I stressed no. about the Brexit? Ask her if she'd support the exposure of the second non milking breast during a breast. Yes. What does that mean? We've covered all Andy? that. Yeah, like the, the one the that the, the baby's out. not latched onto. Yeah. Oh. I would support that. Okay. I mean, I'm sad that I'm not going to get to breastfeed. Because I would, I'm, I would well, do it all do, over. You could do a simulation. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you would want that. I don't. You could. I hear a lot could. of bad war stories, and yeah, a lot of it's very taxing. Sure that's, that's something that you. That would be like me saying, ah, it's too bad I never get my period. Like, I just mean because yeah, I'm a breastfeeding yeah. advocate, so yes. I'm not going to go to lot, get to go out mm, in the world lot, and do it and be like, what? What the fuck are you looking at? It's ta- it's very taxing, and a lot of moms you know give what I'm it saying. up. Yes. Okay, here's another one. I really like this email. Guys, just finished the last of the OJ doc, and I couldn't help but notice a few things. One, how many gallons of Botox did Marsha Clark stick in her face? Is she trying to go for the little Kim look and be completely unrecognizable from how you'd expect any human being to look? Okay, let's cover these individually. Uh, Marsha Clark looked infinitely better yeah, now I, than she I, did in 1996. I agree she looked like a lot of edges had been smoothed, but she was so severe looking in 1994 yes. or whatever yes. it was, five. It was, she was, she was tough to look at with that perm very, and everything. Very, she, it was a she, harsh look. She looks like a quality mid sixties woman. What is she like? Yeah, she looks fine or something like, yeah, like, she's in her sixties. She looks quality. She, whereas she, she, she was, she was tough. She was tough. I think she's making the most of her aging and she's making the most of what she's working with. And back then there were a lot of things that she was doing wrong. The makeup, the hair, the the eyebrows, the the Didn't she have like raggedy Ann makeup too? Yes. Yes. It was pretty bad. A lot of black Uh, eyeshadow. She did have like the downturned mouth and I feel like um, she's Botox that and that's gone. I think, I think she's, she's looking pretty good. She looks much better now than she did. Okay. Number two, speaking of Clark, 
offer as many parties that she blamed for the verdict. The jury, Darden, the defense, the media, her ex-husband, her hairstylist, chemtrails, etc. There didn't appear to be one instance where she, as lead prosecutor, took any responsibility for how things turned out. What's funny is that the FX Dramatic series about this case shed a sympathetic light on her, but this documentary made me want to hate her. Well, we talked about this last week. It was a bummer that they couldn't get Darden for the documentary. It is the one glaring missing piece, the one perspective, the guy that caught a lot of fucking blame for how things went, and he wasn't there to defend himself in the documentary. I mean... Did she make any glaring errors, like on her, like personally, that were like fell well, solely on she, her shoulders? She blamed jury selection completely on circumstance. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the jury pool was. She made it seem like those were the twelve best choices. Which she she had she had more vetoes that she could have used, and she was she they had focus grouped her with black women. And black women, to a man, hated her. That's right. Bitch yeah. is the name that they would call her. They didn't like her. But she was convinced. She said, I have done very well with black women juries before. And, and she, she ended had. up with a, she ended up with a jury with eight black women yeah. on it when she could have. I mean, this look, she wasn't winning this case. She miscalculated in, in retrospect. Things, she sure. wasn't. But, that, and that was but she was them. not perfect. But what she was doing back to the email is she did blame fucking everybody. Right. When right. you know, she could have said, I could have done this differently, like any, anything. She never right. she never took any accountability for any part of that trial. And it was it was frustrating to see because we've all met these types of people. Yes. That everyone else is at fault always and not you. And anytime that happens, that person is the, the asshole in this scenario. And it's, it's just a good lesson in general for people because when something doesn't go your way and you end up with a result that you didn't intend, it, there's always blame to be shared. And it's best to begin by looking inward. Yeah, don't you love yourself. when somebody just says, hey – yeah, I fucked, I fucked up. up. Like, yeah, it's it's way more refreshing than somebody blaming everyone. It was, it was she came across bad. I just don't. It's called what, how did she fuck up? I mean, the jury selection she could have used more vetoes, and Darden insisted on trying on the glove. But how? Like, how else did she, she fuck up? She had a chance once the whole Furman thing came out. They had a chance to ask for a mistrial when Lance Ito's wife was determined to have known Mark Furman and not said as much. I know, but that was so. That was er, was that kind of early in no, the trial. It was like it in was, the middle of the trial. Was was it before yeah. or after the? There glove? was a lot of strategic. How long was this, was this trial? How many months? It was nine months long. Yeah. So they miscalculated the way things were going, and they probably should have yeah. asked for a mistrial in a lot of ways, right? Okay. And it's not all on her no. at all, but some of it's on her. But it's on everybody. It, but did it have to be so much on Darden and so much on... No. Like, she made no. it seem like that glove thing is the reason why he, he was found not guilty. Like, yeah. she just yeah. she probably she was, she was really big thinks on the that, blame so. game. Yeah, uh, Gil Garcetti should eat a lot of blame here because they could have held the trial in Santa Monica and he didn't want to look like he was putting OJ on trial in front of a white jury on right. purpose. 
But the fact is, is that he committed the murders on the west side of Los Angeles, uh-huh. which were in the jurisdiction right. of the Santa Monica. Court. So are and we going going for re-election peers, or going for the OJ's actual? peers are like exactly. rich white guys, right? You know, yeah. so a, a jury of his peers should have been like the the yeah. people yeah. that the he people spent that lived his, in Brentwood with and rich white courted. guys who, who knew he did it and right. wiped their hands clean of the situation. Eight years mm-hmm. after the, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Number knew th- it, and I'm not yeah. going to hang out with that kind of guy, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. now, now that he doesn't I, make I it any more money, the trial and was at his victory party, but yeah, yeah, enough is enough. Number three, as surprising as the verdict was to most of us, nobody was more surprised and startled by it. Not even Papa Goldman himself. Then the police horses in the streets right after the cheers outside. <laughs> that was such a great image. The horses uh, go apeshit. Yeah, that was scary. If I a, was, that upset me. If a little bit of cheering was enough to rattle those horses, how lost would they had been had a full-blown well, riot occurred in the case of a guilty verdict? Because yeah. I, I am are, a horse Kate person. Is, Kate is a horse expert. Um, the first loud noise spooks a horse momentarily, and those horses are trained to be in riot. So after that, they would have calmed down and done their job. Well, you could see the um, – because I was very focused on it too. It's you a sudden s- loud noise. You could see the rider like settling it's only, down. But it's only momentarily. Yeah. yeah. Horses but they were can be crazy. Skinny. I did yeah. ask a, a cop one time. I was like, what, what's with the horses at this point? Yeah. And he said, for any crowd control – that is the best thing. Like you can't yeah. roll up on a crowd in a car because you're just going to start running people over. But people back the fuck up when yeah, when, but, when hooves are true. coming at them. Yeah, because like you you're, said, way up, no, you're way up there's high. Nothing better with crowds than yep. a horse. They you're do it on Bourbon Street on Mardi Gras. Like yep. horses are what get shit done. Totally. And number four. Since when did Scott Farrell darken his skin? gain 100 pounds, change his name to Joe Bell, and claim to know OJ as a kid. <laughs> Even Carl Douglas thinks this guy is tough to listen to. That's from Kevin. That guy's DC. voice was amazing. It was you really felt like did- it was, we were listening to the last seconds of his voice until it gave out. Yes. And, and then they showed, like, I think they showed an old clip of him, and his voice was shaky in 1968. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I thought he had had, like, an esophageal injury or something. Yeah, he, he he talked like a guy who had been repeatedly throat punched for forty eight years. Uh, yeah, very much so. So, any obviously, we're talking about the OJ documentary, OJ Made in America. If you so have, if you have not seen it, so I good. I Ed talked about it last week. Things that live up to the hype. I was not really that excited to watch it, and I jumped into it, and I could not have been more fascinated. It is a fantastic piece of filmmaking and everybody should see it again the last part with all the memorabilia dealers was great because those yeah. are those are the bo- the actual bottom rung of society yeah one of the, autograph one of the, collectors i did notice that uh, or i did point out when as we we're watching it that one of the pieces of uh memorabilia that oj went to prison for trying to collect was his acquittal suit Oh, that's sick suit. Um, yeah, like that, like tan suit. I'm it's like, that's the mustard. suit. Yeah, that's the suit. Yeah, it was like sort of a light Khaki. suit. That's the one. That's what he's trying to get back. And I guess okay, we Kate. should assume yeah. Fred Goldman is just, he's going with that look forever, right? Forever. Uh, he's married to that look. To- he As soon as he could grow that mustache like that when he was like 17, he, he had it. Is there Raleigh anyone? Fingers. Is there anyone you feel worse for than Fred Goldman? I mean, no. obviously, 
He wrong. seems now he actually he, tortured. Like he's, every, yes. every moment, completely he tortured. Yeah. His not only was his son brutally murdered by happenstance, but his son was a fucking afterthought. His pride and joy. He was 25 years old. He had his whole life in front of him. He was brutally rage murdered yeah. by a maniac with a knife. And it, and his name was like the third name mentioned every time. Yeah. Yeah. If that. yeah. Okay. Great email, Kevin. We appreciate yeah. it. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Um, I just want to start off with thanking this week's Patreon subscribers, Andrew Weber and Alex Slaughter. You guys Thank you. Rock. Heroes. Thank Heroes. you so much. Heroes. And, and generous subscribers, too. Absolutely. We, we appreciate, really appreciate it. I've said this before. It's, it's so hard to do a great deed. Like, you wake really up, is. you go through your day, and, like, you're not really doing great deeds. You're just doing okay deeds. And this is a great deed. So you should feel great about yourselves for doing this. It really is. You should feel almost as good as we feel giving you this right. much entertainment right. every Providing week. this service to the yes. country. There were there were five weeks in this month, so basically you're there, there were five episodes right. in this month. So God, you what a basically month. got a, a free week of entertainment. What a decade we've given you already! Yeah, I we're know. really kicking ass. Yeah, great, great job, us. <laughs> All uh, right, and th- thanks for the contribu- contributions, Andrew and Alex. And if you want to con- con- contribute. There you go. Contribute. Go to, to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle and give us a couple bucks. Every month, a few bucks, you won't even notice it, and you're still getting all of this great content from us. Kate, what is going on in pop culture? All right, this story actually broke a little over a week ago, but um, I had too many stories last week, so um, I'm bringing it up this week. Documents unearthed reveal that pop star Michael Jackson had pornography and nude images of children among his possessions at his Neverland Ranch. The materials and documents stem from a 2003 raid of the Neverland Ranch conducted by authorities with a search warrant. At the time, Jackson had been accused of molesting 13-year-old Gavin Arvizo. Jackson was acquitted of all charges in 2005, and as we all know, he died later in 2009. The items mentioned in the documents include images of allegedly sexualized minors, pornography and fetish images, depicting BDSM. While the explicitly pornographic materials seem to all involve adults, copies of Hustler's Barely Legal magazine and a book for gay men, for instance, um, the documents express the concern that the images may have been used to groom young Mm -hmm. victims. Many of the materials contain um, young adults and adolescents, and many were described as consistent with the type of material um, that can be used to lower young victims' inhibitions. Um, it just and there was also like images of animal torture and gore mm-hmm. as well in that pornography right. and um, so that that has just come to light. That's, now, I just heard the other day that since his death, Michael Jackson died, I believe, uh, seven years ago. He died in two thousand nine, I believe, and really kind of fucked up of him because he died like one day after Farrah Fawcett. No one oh, he totally just ruined her. Yeah, he ruined poor no Farrah Fawcett. No Charlie's Angels. He did clips, steal like. her death yeah, shine. Yes, he's yeah, he stole her. Um, but his estate has made two billion dollars in the time since he's passed, which is great because at, everyone knows that he's a was a monster pedophile maniac, mm-hmm. but he was also really good at dancing. Right, <laughs> super good. 
Singing and dancing, super good at. Yes. Free pass he was, in this he country. Was, I will admit he was very good at dancing. If anyone you, wants you, to... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just feel like there's people out there that just don't want to believe that Michael Jackson could do such a thing. Right. And uh, I want to ask those people, like, why? Because you really liked his music? He, like, what is it that makes you so adamant that he could not have committed any of those crimes against children? Right. Because they want to keep listening to the songs? I mean, see, yeah. you've, you've got to separate art yeah, and I'm, the people. I mean, it, that... You would yeah, never that, be able to watch sports. You'd never be able to turn on the radio. Hero? Like, yeah. like, what, yeah. like, what is it? Right. He just seems like a sweet yeah, you got to compartmentalize. Guy. Because... Right. Don't stop till you get enough. Like that's a jam. Like that's a hot song. Like I don't. I can't pretend it's not. You know what but song this, I really like? Uh, I like Pretty Young Thing. And if you think yeah, of these allegations, this is really yes. this is a really tough song to digest. That's right. Um, what I what I was going to say when you talked about it, uh, Michael Jackson pushing Farrah Fawcett off the the news. There was a uh, right right around right before September 11th, Aaliyah died. That's right. right. They overloaded the plane. Yeah, like too, she insisted on she too much talented. luggage, and like we can't, we can't take it. Well, anyway, she was, she was hot. Uh, she was successful, mm-hmm. uh, but the receptionist where I worked uh, at UBS, she was, I guess, obsessed with Aaliyah. And September 11th happened, and she set up like a whole memorial of Aaliyah in her cubicle. Oh, that's and great. And she was like, you know, weeks, like a week or two after September 11th, like you, you needed her to pass on a message or whatever it would be. And she would be crying and be like, is it okay? And like, this is in the wake of September 11th. And she would just yeah. tears trickling down her cheeks and she'd look up at Aaliyah's picture. And one time she goes, I just, I still can't believe she's gone. And it's like, what? I mean, we've, we've collectively got to move on from this. There are bigger things going on in this country than fucking Aaliyah. I mean, uh, it's not Aaliyah. like this was Aaliyah's friend or something. She just liked her music. Ev- everyone's mourning for the nation and she's mourning for Aaliyah. A chick who, who I'm not saying she was a mean person or not talented, but like she was somebody that got in a plane crash because she insisted on too much luggage. She was pretty hot. She was very hot. She was so Aaliyah. hot. I saw her in a movie with Jet Li. <laughs> oh, wow. Romeo must die. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, this is my favorite story. And a shocking revelation from his new memoir, Every Little Step, My Story. Singer Bobby Brown recounts a time when he, at age 10, decided to make himself some fried chicken in an attempt to mimic his mom's um, kitchen routine. He coated his chicken using a bag of flour from the pantry. Of course, yeah. As you would. Unfortunately, the flour used to coat the chicken wasn't Really flour at all. Brown, completely unaware that his mother sold cocaine to support the family, cooked his meal covered in coke. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then his mom delicious. came home while I was eating yeah. it. Very, very numbing. This, this <laughs> well, he's fried chicken's making my mouth cold. his mom lost her shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Bobby, yeah, why are you a- scrubbing the ceiling? <laughs> ah, I'm just motivated, motivated, motivated right now. No, like, why are you eating so fast? <laughs> That's a big bag two, of cocaine. Two yo mouthfuls. Yes. Oh, okay. wow. can you imagine? You know, she she doesn't want her baby to be uh, sick from the cocaine, but can you imagine how disappointed? Like, you just you just ruined thousands of dollars worth yeah. of cocaine. Yeah, his mom had to go hustle to repay that, probably. Okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, this story comes from the latest print 
edition of Star Magazine. So we're going to take this one with a pinch I of mean, salt. It's basically the news. It's basically good. the New York Times as well. Um, it's actually according, correct. Yeah. According to a friend of a woman who slept with Leo DeCaps, the man is allegedly kind of a snooze in the snack sack. Snack? Yeah. Um, apparently he's a selfish lover as evidenced by the fact that he'll think nothing of vaping and listening to music on his headphones while he lets the woman riding him do all the work from hero. star. What a hero. Leonardo DiCaprio is selfish, lazy, and downright rude, says a source whose BFF betted the 41-year-old Oscar winner. She told me that during the act, Leo put on headphones and even started vaping. Then he signaled her to keep going while he just laid back and zoned out. The woman was so confused by the situation that she just carried on embarrassed and hoping for things to change, but Leo continues to lie there listening to MGMT of all bands wow. while his date was left wondering what was in this for her. So anyway. Well, there are three words to describe <laughs> what happened. Or yes. to justify what happened. Because he can. Yeah. Right? Think, I'm think, not saying it's right. I mean, but, pretty yeah. much. Thing, if you're going to continue to fuck him, to hope, you, hope right? that you can yeah. fuck the earphones well, off Have him? some right. self-respect. Fuck off. Get up, he, get off, and get out. Well, here's the thing. That's my advice. Here's the thing. Leonardo DiCaprio is not going to keep you around long enough to learn how you like to be sexed. He's just not. He's not going to sex you enough times Unless to you're, learn unless the way you like it. Unless you're a Vicky's secret model. Right. So he could spend the whole time working and still not get you off, or he could just lay back and enjoy it because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Apparently hung like the Titanic, too. Is he? Oh, he's big. Man. That's what I read, yeah. Really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. God damn it. He's needed. got enough going for him. <laughs> Seriously. Guy's rich. He's a great actor. Fucking vapes. Like, that's what he has going on. for him. He vapes. Yeah, drives a Prius. He's so <laughs> successful that he can vape during a high-profile award yeah. show. Can you, with no fucks given? Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how how <laughs> embarrassing or lack of embarrassment this chick had to like? I'm gonna make fun of, or I'm gonna I'm gonna trash Leo when I was the one fucking him while he vaped and had headphones right. on. That's one right. of those ones you're like, no, I didn't fuck him. Yeah, you. That's yeah. There's a self-respect aspect to that too, because if somebody like if I'm doing work, if I'm putting in work, and I look up and she's got her headphones on or she's reading Us Weekly or something, like I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna be like, hey, you know what? This isn't working for you. I'm out of here. Yeah, but when I read Us Weekly, it's how research. You? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I fucked a girl in yes. college who yawned. I didn't go around bragging to my buddies about it. Well, it could have been like that. Could, she could have yawned because it felt so good. That's what I told myself, but I didn't right. go tell other people. Some, That's why I yawn. Some people yawn with pleasure, Ed. JK. <laughs> Is that it, Kate? Um, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, we'll just give you a little update. Yes. Um, she's she a mess. slammed, quote, false and malicious claims that she had threatened to kill herself after U.S. reports. Apparently, a member of the singer's family reportedly told police that she was suicidal and planned to jump off a bridge in the Chicago area. Um, but Sinead has um, hit back with a strongly worded Facebook statement, as she is wont to do. 
um, saying that's not true. And she also claims in the statement that Ireland, Ireland are free from Britain following the results of the EU referendum. Um, She's happy about that. This prediction. This Sinead O'Connor is going to take her own life. She clearly has intent to do it. She's not well and things aren't looking good. Yes, she's unwell. I mean, she's unwell, so I don't want to say this, but at the same time, gee, enough. Enough already. Like, you know how, like, some people try to stay in the the spotlight by not wearing underwear at premieres, shit like that, but, like, she she is just staying in the spotlight by having suicide rumors. What, yeah. what is going on with this chick? It's she's enough. bipolar. Go away. She's what, bipolar in- and not medicated. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, and thoughts and prayers. I mean, I don't want to see anyone mentally of, ill. Speaking of die, people that have very sad. stuck with a look. Yeah. I mean, Does she she still go she's high really, and tight with the haircut. Yeah, she's, she's, she's got the she's got the military cut still. Like I think the cranberries chick grew out her hair eventually. Uh, Del- Dolores O'Riordan? Yeah. I think I saw her with long hair and it was jarring, but like at least you realize you have to move on. What's more importantly, what about the chick from Roxette? What is she still going with that look? Because that was a very dated look. Yeah. Roxette. Johnny, no Johnny no Unitas. No one's even thought of them since like eighty seven. Yeah, Roxette, she had like a pixie. Like She's a blonde oh, oh, pixie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like twenty does years Gra- ago. Does Grace Jones still rock the flat top? Oh yeah, she does. She does. She still has that look. Um, and I just want everyone yeah. to have a Google of Meg Ryan. Oh, no. She's really, oh, speaking, speaking of, of going Botox. overboard yeah. with the plastic surgery, it was really bums me out when women of kind of her age well, do this. Well, the thing is, she was so cute. So She was so you cute. Know, so you puffy. know who she could have been? So puffy. Who's that? She could have been Sally Field. Yeah. Right? Cute and has aged well and like yes. is, you know, nice enough in in the motherly grandmotherly role. But yeah, instead so she just went freaky. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad deal. It's she very she, um puffy and plasticky looking. Yeah. I feel too, bad. It's way for her. too much. Women filler. women grow old gracefully. Nobody looks better getting their face all cut up like that. No, it's true, but um it just goes to show you the pressure that grow old, you the know. The pressure looking, that women are under in the entertainment industry I was, to Getting old is basically becoming invisible. I was noticing that I really need a haircut right now, Ed. And I was noticing the other day that I have all this gray hair on my sides. The sides oh, I, have of my a, head. I have a ton of gray hair yeah. on the sides. And I, I was I was thinking to myself, man, it is such bullshit that I get all this gray hair and I only look better. It only <laughs> serves to make me Rocking more the handsome. hell out of salt and pepper. I just yawned yes. really big. Yes. It's it's yeah. bullshit that the more wrinkles and gray hair I get, the more distinguished and handsome I get. That's it's true. just not fair. That's true. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it is a it's a burden that you and I have to you know right. carry around, but we're gonna do it. Yeah, it's your cross it's to the, bear. It's you guys. a cross we have to bear. Okay, excellent job, everybody. This, yes. we, we were we were Everybody. hitting our fastball in triple digits all yes. show long. Yes, we did an outstanding you guys job. Have been talking a lot today. as always. We have so uh, episode one hundred twenty six in the books. So for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode one hundred twenty six of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.